As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new addition, filling positions Looking at devoiding myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you're going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version oh, You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM your home for community radio. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And I just enjoy doing the show. Uh, it's been since 2015. And you hear this phrase, labor of love. And I wouldn't even say it's a labor. It's not laborious at all. It's a chance to kind of keep me, to keep me awake before this, the term woke came in, in vision. Sometimes you got to have goals and aspirations, I think, to kind of spur you on to... <laughs> I guess continue to kind of walk the walk and 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 not just talk the talk, but but manifest some of your your desires. So during the show since 2015 has really been almost a, not a res if not a resurrection, just a remarkable journey for me. And as some of you might know, I was involved with the newspaper called The Inner City, which is still around uh, for 10 years from 1990 to to 2000. So I guess this journalistic storytelling, sharing uh, content is something that's uh, part of my. My, my recent DNA, and and on a, on a personal note, my father, who passed away in 1964, 1967 rather, uh, I was looking to some 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 background on him. Uh, he passed away as again when I was when I was 17. But I was I found out that when he was uh, in high school and and after high school was interested in journalism. So so my guest today is Seth Poole, but Seth Seth Seth. So it seems that sometimes the the, the family tree, the family ancestry, kind of follows you in terms of activism and social uplift and just uh, being being a good person on the planet. My my guest this morning is Seth Poole, and I was so excited earlier this week when I saw on Facebook that Seth is the new executive director of the Greater New Haven uh, OIC, the Opportunities Industrialization Center of Greater New Haven. And I was just so excited because uh, Dr. Leon uh, Howard Sullivan was the, the founder, the, had the, the visionary, the, the, the prophet, the Moses of starting OIC. And uh, although uh, Dr. Sullivan passed away in, in uh, 2001, there are OICs throughout the United States and in, in Connecticut in particular, in Waterbury and New London and New Britain. And, and it's been in New Haven from, from, for several years. Reverend Robert Lampkin was Seth's predecessor, and uh, shout out to Robert as he kind of moves into retirement or whatever his next stage is. But but my point is to have to see Seth kind of taking up the gauntlet and uh, accepting the torch and and continuing to breathe breathe life into to OIC here locally was was really exciting. And he was fine, kind enough to make some time this morning uh, to be with me. Seth, Seth, good morning. Good morning, Tom. Thanks so much for inviting me. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with you. It's a pleasure pleasure to kind of talk to you. We. We talked a little earlier this week, and I know I jumped into your schedule in terms of you would even if you weren't talking to me this Friday morning, you'd be be doing the work. But I wanted you to kind of first to take these next 45 or so minutes and and take a moment and free to share how you perceive this this new OIC uh, journey for you. Um, many people in New Haven might know that Seth is a graduate of, of uh, Wilbur Cross High School and a graduate of Trinity College and uh, worked for a number of nonprofits here in New Haven, several nonprofits in New, here in New Haven, Clifford Beers and the Boys Club and, and uh, other things, uh, active politically. Uh, and I'm just so excited to see you, see you, Seth, uh, not, not smelling the roses, but, but plant, planting, the, planting the seeds and planting the, the flowers for them to bloom 
uh, the economic and social development flowers even after we we pass away. So, uh, what 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 caused you to kind of take up take up this mantle, man, and 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 to jump into this this fiery hoop of of social and economic and political uh, uh, development for our community? Uh, thanks for the question, Tom. I mean, well, you know, I as many people know in the community, uh, the Pool family is one that is uh you know devout to community service and has been since uh you know our faction of pools moved here in the 60s um and have been committed to new haven and uh better in the social and economic uh positioning of uh our people um you know both brown and black you know mm -hmm. just trying to help folks get a leg up and truly uh you know walking in the philosophical footsteps of Booker T. Washington is very important to me. Um, and as it has been, you know, my grandmother was a, a huge um, fan of Mary McLeod Bethune. Mm. And she, uh, you know, brought, you know, grand, grandmother Geraldine Poole, who taught in the city, um, taught in New Haven Public Schools for nearly four decades, um, was also instrumental in bringing in the United uh, Council of Negro Women. Mm -hmm. uh, chapter to, to the city of New Haven with her as well. So, you know, it's very important for us to be aware of those traditions and, uh, you know, have that baton passed and that torch carried, you mm -hmm. know, into the future so that our young people don't, don't feel like they're, you know, shrouded by darkness. It's like there is and has been a blueprint. And I think it's incumbent upon us to uh, have those intergenerational conversations in order to build upon what's already been created rather than recreating the wheel. Indeed, indeed. And and you're 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 chatting with me now from uh Honda's Honda's kind of uh her 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 cathedral of learning that she's she's building yeah, up there in the shack and yeah. uh, Alder Honda Smith. Uh, and and so uh just want people to know that but also we're going to sh share with that you're looking for some some other locations perhaps also to be more more accessible um uh for and it's been two two weeks how long have you actually physically been in been, been uh, in the saddle it would be two weeks today oh, okay. uh two oh, weeks right. in the saddle and uh you know it's very appropriate that you should mention you know shout out to uh alder uh honda smith who is doing fabulous work uh creating a space for our young people uh, here at the what we're, we're affectionately referring to as the shack, um, uh, the progress is coming along. And you uh, mentioned the, uh, the the planting of seeds, which if you could, if you could, if I could show you what's happening outside of my window, that is very exactly what's happening. They have a garden mm -hmm. coming up, and you know they're teaching a lot of the aspects of uh, you know what it means to be you know free and successful and mm -hmm. healthy uh are being you know showcased and uh taught to our young people so that we are you know reconnect reconnecting to the earth and uh you know doing our due diligence to um you know bring folks to a you know better social standard let, 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 let's let's kind of center folks on uh reverend sullivan and, and oic because don't want to assume that the opportunities industrialization centers at OIC acronym is is as known as it should be. Some of some of the the OGs and yourself, right? Remember OIC here uh, on on across from Community Baptist Church, the actual building that at that point. And as I mentioned, Reverend Robert Lampkin was uh, involved at leader the leader more, more recently. And I do want you to share some of your your board members. But uh, talk about the OIC mission as you perceive it, because this word OIC, Opportunities Industrialization Center, people might think it's an old term or industrialization. What does that mean? But Google now is the new industrialization 
chat GPT is a new industrialization. Uh, help did digital healthcare and robotic healthcare is a new industrialization. And I guess I wonder how you see the share with people what the OIC mission is in the abstract or in general. And then as you what 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 is kind of your vision about why it's so so important to kind of reinstitute, revitalize, and 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 uh, further the the efforts of Robert Lampkin in terms of OIC for the future. What, why is it? Why is there still a need for OIC in your opinion? And uh, and how are you kind of interacting with the community? Um, I mean, I'm going to be. I have to be transparent. Like uh, you know, when I saw the opportunity or came across, uh, came you know, came to me as an opportunity. Uh, I was unaware of what the work of the OIC was so i began to do my own research and uh you know first and foremost amongst my contemporaries amongst my peers asking the question and so many of the people in my age bracket had no clue and then i called my mom and my mother told me she said you everybody got jobs between the late 60s and the mid 80s if you were looking for work you knew go to the oic first and they'll put you on the path and I think that access is uh, ultimately uh, what people are lacking in so many different, um, you know, situations. And, you know, our goal at the OIC is ultimately to, uh, you know, partner and collaborate in order to harness unrecruited talent in mm -hmm. our community. So that we're, you know, not only identifying those people, but training those folks and releasing um, folks with positive skills into the workforce. And um, you know, I've you know touched base with a few of a uh, few of my uh, peers uh, running the uh, aforementioned um, OICs of New Britain and uh, Waterbury, respectfully. And I'm looking forward to touching base with uh, uh, Mrs. N Nikisha Grant Jones, who's also a New Haven native, who is mm -hmm. heading up London office. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are actively uh, filling this uh, you know this generational gap in order to carry this uh, a torch. Because Dr. Leon Sullivan's, um, who was the uh, founder and the international chairman of the OIC, you mentioned that, you know, they're all over, you know, the 35 uh, presently in the nation. And, you know, back then there were more than 200. Mm. So, uh, you know, what we're also acknowledging is that there are OICs still operating on the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. This legacy is, uh, more than necessary and is in need of you know new energy and truly uh you know a you know proverbial shot in the arm it's like yes. we have to uh invest in something that is for us by us that you know may have fallen by the wayside for whatever reason but uh you know i'm, I'm gladly and humbly taking that responsibility upon myself to you know connect across generations and truly lift the legacy of this great man back up to prominence. Excellent. And and we're going to ask folks to for you to share how people can kind of connect with you and, and jump on board that this, this freedom train. And there's a few freedom trains out here in economic development, freedom trains in New Haven. And I'm always uh sometimes I, I see in my mind, Seth, the, the train station and the trains coming in and out, and we don't want to have any collisions, but we got to also you know, have a have a have a game plan for scheduling and connection and 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 coupling. So so share with folks uh, 
again, and you're relatively new, so we're not going to hold you. If you don't fulfill what you're what you're what you're saying today, we know that you're that's not because you didn't intend to do it. But but so so your your customer base, your service delivery, what what, what can you, what are you looking forward to OIC kind of OIC providing to folks and sharing with folks uh, uh, moving forward in terms of uh, terms of tangibles. So presently, the OIC uh, has programs through the SAFE um, grant. Um, uh, it's a Department of Labor grant where we are training uh, CNAs, Certified Nursing Assistants and Phlebotomists. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the OIC has been known, more, known for for generations, which uh, you know we're proud to continue that work in partnership with, um, you know, with several organizations in the media area. And the, it, it's entitled the Greater New Haven OIC. So it's mm. not mm. just the, the boundaries of our, you know, 17 square miles in New Haven. It is also our, our neighbors, which we plan to, you know, grow and have a, present, a, a presence um, in those communities as well. You know, mm-hmm. our surrounding towns that have, you know, so much, they have so much, um, you know, skin in the game, so to speak, or, you know, so much uh, impact and influence and, uh, you know, in uh, our um, work environment, as well as our, you know, you know, partnering with us regarding uh, social and, um, you know, enrichment programming, things of that nature. So uh, I must lift up and will continue to lift up access. And mm-hmm. uh, I aim to bring a collaborative spirit and uh, build partnerships and share in the responsibility of building a funding base that mm-hmm. truly is also for us and by us. Because mm-hmm. uh, when you have organizations, uh, in my travels amongst um, amongst nonprofit organizations, when you have a 100% giving board and you have fundraisers that allow for the common person to be able to contribute to the financial base of the organization, that is where you truly you know, gain footing and uh, and open up the doors to much larger financial opportunities for growth and uh, and ultimately reaching more folks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we, are, we are not capable as individual organizations to meet the needs of everyone in the community. And, you know, New Haven alone, everyone's, you know, very aware. People who are aware of the New Haven landscape are aware that it's difficult for uh, people to travel to particular neighborhoods, you know, that they're unfamiliar with. And, uh, you know, another aim of mine is to centralize our offices, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, we, we mentioned that, you know, Honda's doing fabulous work here at the shack. And, uh, you know, we what we aim to uh, serve greater New Haven. So ideally, we uh, we're looking for centralized space that's uh, readily accessible by folks via uh, bus lines, um, highways, uh, things of that nature, so that we can, you know, truly uh, increase our accessibility and visibility. And, and on that note, just if someone just heard what you said and, and might have a location available for you, could be a city government official, could be a, a minister, could be just a resident. Uh, what, what's the best number for folks to, folks to reach you? And we'll repeat this toward the end of the conversation as well. Uh, first and foremost, I'll share my personal cell phone number, 203-687-1742. And I know that the phone number is listed in here somewhere give me a minute and i'll <laughs> share that at the end of the show okay uh, great, uh, great. My creative assistant assist me in that one i don't know the number off top perfect 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 and and seth so uh so cna is definitely so important and people uh 
I, I don't think we, we, we realize, I think, I think we do realize that health, the health care, the health industry, whatever happens in the future, health is going to be related. And it's certainly such a, uh, from a, from a wall street stock market investment standpoint, health is one of our major economic drivers worldwide with the aging population, et cetera, with all these new innovations, with the uh, new pharmaceuticals, with even the controversy about new pharmaceuticals being being released. So to, so to be what you might think is, uh, CNA is a, a dead end job, but on the, but on the contrary, just getting your foot in the door, as you as you've alluded to, is, is so key. In terms of your, your your vision plate and dream, what other kind of specific uh, services might you be thinking about? Hopefully, you can share or 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 even partner with folks that might be doing it, but you can bring some some added some, some added sauce to their to their secret sauce. <laughs> I like I like how you put that, you know, added sauce to the secret sauce. Um, um, I think we're at a critical juncture in history, you know, to your point coming uh, the the necessity for getting a foot in the door through a certified nursing assistant role, uh, which can then grow into a you know licensed practitioner nurse or LPN, and then on so on and so forth. You know, it's like once uh, folks uh you know, gain access. And in this community, uh, which is, you know, eds and meds, meaning, uh, you know, educational organizations and medical organization mm -hmm. uh, with, uh, you know, Yale New Haven Hospital being one of our top three employers, if not the top employer uh, in the greater New Haven area. Um, you know, it's important for us to, you know, maintain a footing in the realm of, uh, you know, pre preparing people to serve in that capacity. Um, but I would also be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that we are, you know, we're at the precipice, the beginning, the opening opportunity for green and sustainable work opportunities. Mm -hmm. and, um, the advanced ma manufacturing, which is, um, you know, developing and uh, coming back to our area uh, with, you know, very uh, directed, um, you know, yes. from the national standpoint to bring mm -hmm. jobs back home. Mm -hmm. Because we realize that our economy is uh, in disrepair at the mm -hmm. moment. And, um, you know, if we're paying attention and being honest with ourselves, um, there is a huge economic windfall about, you know, downfall, windfall, however you want to frame it, you know, coming within the next 30 to 60 days. Mm -hmm. And it's important to um, not only build up the capacity of our staffing and ourselves, around financial literacy, but also to educate the community far and wide and offer mm -hmm. opportunities for them mm -hmm. to understand what this means for them, to them, and how do they not only survive, but thrive during economic downturn. Um, so, you know, I fully intend to partner and collaborate with organizations to, you know, have post-financial literacy sessions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so folks, um, you know, because it's very clear that our economics, it, you know, social social justice costs a great deal of money. Mm. Everything is based in capitalism uh, in this country and definitely on this planet. So through the, you know, lens and the legacy of Dr. Reverend Dr. Leon Sullivan, um, who um, I saw most recently referred to as the Lion of Zion, mm -hmm. which I felt that, that it gave me a that warm feeling, like when that note gets hit in church and you get that, that, uh, that shiver, you know, I'm like, this man was known as the lion of Zion and was responsible 
played a role in bringing his business to the continent of Africa, mm -hmm. sat with Haile Selassie, to had a hand in helping free Mandela, but yet we know very little of this man's legacy. And when you have a powerful figure like that, the ultimate humanitarian is what uh, Dr. Nathan Wright Jr. referred him to in an article mm -hmm. uh, which I read about him um, um, within the last week. And, um, you know, just thinking along the lines, he's left us a blueprint. Yes. Know? He published, uh, you know, what he referred to as the Sullivan Principles, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which, you know, I don't have a copy yet, but also a book called Build Brother Build, which I uh, intend to, uh, you know, read cover to cover, apparently, um, you know, at the recommendation of Mr. Beeman and uh, Waterbury. He says, you need to get mm -hmm. your hands on that book. And, uh, you know, he, he wished me Godspeed because it's like, once you go, oh, I see you are forever changed mm -hmm. uh, was the language that he used. And um, and I, I'm open to that, you know, so open to that because, you know, as I'm reading into this organization, I feel that this disappointment is more of a calling than anything else because mm. I didn't know of this history. Mm -hmm. Yet my resume reads the way it does. And lo and behold, I'm sitting in this chair. Mm. So it is um, truly an, a great opportunity and one that has uh, international implications um, uh, as I view it. Yes, yes. To build, yes. You know, in the great city of New Haven, which I've called home my entire life is not only an honor, a privilege, but also, um, you know, something that I take very, very seriously for, um, you know, uh, the father of two younger children. And uh, it has always been my aim and directive to build a world uh, suitable for them mm -hmm. to uh, receive from me and, uh, and my generation as well. And, and Seth, just as you were talking, I was, the, the thought occurred to me that the, just given your, your, your personality and your leadership style, but you've always kind of surrounded and reached out to folks. So let's give a little shout out to some of your current board members. And I say current because there are additional vacancies on your board, uh, but let's just kind of share some of the names for people to know that have been kind of uh, holding, holding, keeping this mission alive even before you before you joined up Definitely. two weeks ago. So I want to acknowledge our, first and foremost, our board president, um, Reverend Taylor, Reverend Florestine Taylor, who's, uh, you know, her, her encouragement and uh, leadership during this this transition time has been uh, completely necessary. And I really, really, um, you know, appreciate how she's like, you know, basically walking me through this process mm -hmm. uh, to truly understand where we are and uh, what is, you know, what is the direction of uh, herself and the board as it relates to uh, for, you know, expanding the work of the OIC here in the greater New Haven area and, uh, you know, getting the word out and uh, the understanding and and putting spotlight on Reverend Dr. Leon Sullivan, mm -hmm. and a legacy of excellence, black excellence that, you know, I'm, I'm almost ashamed that I had no knowledge of this great man, uh, you know, leading up to, you know, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, and I aim to, you know, with the help of the board and uh, definitely the other four partners across the state to uh, lift that up back to prominence. Um, also, Dick Bell, our board chair treasurer, who's always been a mentor uh, to me is, um, you know, I grew up with his son and, you know, treated me as a son as well. So mm -hmm. 
would you know remiss if I didn't acknowledge and uh, you know salute Mr. Bell for always you know pulling for me and being uh, in my corner and giving me uh, advice. Uh, so often unsolicited sometimes, but, you know, it's, you know, that's the type of advice to tip uh, you know, yeah. on the track, you know, if right, you know. right. Um, uh, Dr. Ernestine Taylor is also, uh, I mean, uh, Dr. Um, Ernestine Kirkland is also a board member, mm-hmm. uh, as is, um, Dr. Claudette Robinson Thorpe, many mm-hmm. of you know, um, uh, just, Goodness, you put me on the spot with the board members. No, 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 it's, 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 and I know in the past, the reason I bring that up, because I know in the past also I was, uh, if, the, if the tale be told on the board like years ago, back, back there with uh, uh, Jerry Poole and, and, and Ron Manning and, and, and Morris Moreland. And I'm just kind of name dropping folks that even if you are just hearing about OIC today, some of the names we've mentioned in the last two, two or three minutes, I think you some of those folks you might know just to kind of indicate that there's a there, there's a history there's a significance the one of the ori- the original OIC building here in New Haven was right a, a, a budding a, adjacent to the community Baptist church it's now a parking lot but as you referenced that that building was about four, four stories high uh and, and people went there before there was a concat before there there was a uh well the urban league started around that time as well but but it, but it, it was the go-to place um to, Talk to me about, uh, are there any, speaking of the board, Seth, and kind of expanding your network of, of, of collaborators and, and conspirators, or do you have any current board vacancies if anyone's interested in volunteering their time or, yes, or perhaps definitely we are, we are uh, opening up the, um, the, the coffers, so to speak, the mm-hmm. ranks to, you know, build our, our board to be more reflective of the people that it serves. So we want our board to grow into a more intergenerational board. We would love to have people who benefited from OIC mm, mm. funding to, you know, mm. get their access point to uh, certified nursing assistant work or what be it, uh, you know, flagging or, or you know, whatever uh, licensure you received over the course of, you know, the last, you know, some 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we like to, you know, one thing we'd like to lift up is, you know, although the OIC is not as, you know, at the forefront of everybody's thought process, we've actually trained more than 700 CNAs in the last decade mm. who are mm. placed in our nursing homes and in our, in our, um, in our hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to continue that legacy. Uh, Judge Clifton Graves is also a board member uh, who's also extremely active. And uh, you mentioned uh, Mr. Morris Moreland, who, uh, you know, his life and legacy um is long lasting in mm-hmm. service to the people of new haven uh he he left us he transitioned uh you know roughly a month or so ago month and a half ago and um you know i worked with him at project more and uh years ago and um you know they left a you know left a long lasting impact yes. uh, on uh us as employees there serving the uh reentry population mm-hmm. um, Re-entering into society, and you know these are areas of need uh, for job skills, transferable skills, and obviously you know advanced uh, skills. Given um, you know our present growing and and growing uh, economic uh, base uh, here in the region, so you know so many folks have had influence and put their fingerprint on this, and it's only appropriate 
that we assign folks uh, to this calling to carry this legacy forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's, my, it's incumbent upon me uh, as the executive director to um, basically, you know, bring in the ranks, build up the, uh, the capacity through, you know, partnership, through organizing, through uh, whichever mechanisms we have at our disposal, social media, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, do a, a, a pretty substantial sub- social media campaign uh, during uh, what is what has been uh, uh, dubbed OIC week. Uh, Good. Our our uh, former mayor, uh, John DeStefano, John DeStefano to thank for that. He established OIC week back in 1995. And we hmm. tend to bring bring this uh, back to the forefront. That would be June 5th through the 9th. Great. We, we, having a full-on blitz of all of the all of the social media platforms facebook um linkedin uh instagram so on and so forth because you know we realize that this is how uh you know our young people our young or our younger population communicates most uh readily mm-hmm. and, uh, you know and we also intend on being you know visible you know this summer and in our uh public spaces international festival of arts and ideas for instance you know, these are all opportunities for us to, you know, see the people who uh, require the access, who need, who want the access, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, provide uh, for their families and uh, also be in service to their community as well. You're 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 listening to the Tom Ficklin show, and I really had the pleasure of, of having a conversation with the new executive director of two two weeks old uh, at Opportunities Industrial Relations, the Greater New Haven. OIC and Seth Poole is with us. So Seth, always so, so good to chat with you. I'm glad, really glad you mentioned that June, the, the June 5th, uh, the, the OIC week, uh, just to let you know that you're, you're hitting the ground, not, not only just running and not only just jogging, but, but hitting the ground sprinting. Um, <laughs> now, I, I know when you were playing, were you a linebacker or a tackle? And, I was and, uh, a linebacker and a guard. So, so yeah. linebacker. So, so you, you tried to I sprint. <laughs> you tried to sprint, but it's probably a, a quick walk. But I don't know. Were you a pulling guard? Did you have to do any? any- I was, yeah, I was pulling on every play. Uh, <laughs> All right, a pulling guard. Let, let's let's talk as as it gets for a second, and we'll we'll come back to to OIC. But let's just let's talk a little bit about your journey from the the, the field of the field of dream standpoint, playing football and and uh, being being honored as a. Well, you I think you were you were the captain of the. Wilbercross team is if we're co-captain as I recall. Well, captain of you know co-captain of Wilbercross team and uh one of the co-captains of the uh Nutmeg State team as well, which won. That was a good time. And then, then you went on the Trinity and and you worked with uh, other nonprofits that really have always been dealing with 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 young people, with adolescent development, with psychic development, with social development. What does that tell you? This as a to take a few minutes on the philosophical tip. Uh, about this human species and what, what our needs are to kind of just make sure that the future generations uh, th- thrive and survive. Uh, you know, there's reference in the various wisdom texts about try to, your, your actions today can impact seven generations from now. But given your journey thus far, given your, your young life, because you're a silly young man and, and hopefully still staying in shape a little bit, what does it tell, what kind of, what kind of takeaways or, or philosophies or, or mantras kind of resonate in your mind about what we still are lacking uh, in, in terms of people f- fulfilling their, their, their full aspirations? Um, I, thanks for that question. Um, so I, 
I dubbed myself a youth development professional, mm -hmm. uh, for lack of better terminology. I feel, you know, that my career is something that is a calling, has been a calling to me, uh, more, you know, more or less than a profession or a vocation or whatever, you know, folks refer to their uh, career paths as. Um, and it comes naturally to me to, uh, reach out to our young people because as a young person i had very few people helping you know lay out the blueprint for getting to where i am and it was difficult you mm -hmm. know to navigate mm -hmm. so you know i kind of along the, along the path made a mental note of all of the things where i felt i needed more clarification or more information and made it a habit to return to the quote unquote scene of the crime, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I went, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club because I was a kid at the Boys and Girls Club. I worked at Sheridan Middle School because I went to Sheridan Middle School, you know? I worked at Planned Parenthood because nobody wanted to talk about anything related to reproductive health care, even though it was killing off a full generation of our people. Mm. And people still don't want to come clean. Um, it's, you know, it's, we have to step into those spaces which have been uncomfortable and in order to educate ourselves around the correct pathway so that we can lay down a blueprint. And I think that that's, you know, at the forefront of the work is I want to leave this world better than it was when I got here and have a, a, just a map for young people or younger people to say, you know, take, you know, that turn can lead down a very dark path. You know, it's like, this is a better path for, you know, it's like, but everybody has their own, you know, crosses to bear um, and uh, their own path to a walk. So, you know, you want to encourage folks along the lines of what success means to them. Mm. It's, you mm. know, this overarching, uh, you know, Northeastern, very elitist approach to what success is, is not a pathway to happiness for everyone. Mm. Mm. Money doesn't mean, you know, the be all end all, but, you know, you need those bare necessities. Those, uh, you know, the Laszlo's hierarchy of needs comes to mind, you know, it's mm -hmm. like you need food, love, love. I like to say love, and you know, before I say shelter and all the rest of that, you need food, love, clothes, shelter, uh, and, and water to live. Mm -hmm. and, that's just the baseline, you know, to live and survive. It's like, but what do folks need to thrive and in their own design, you know, because it's like, it's important to meet people where they are and uh, bring them along and provide them with access to that, which is going to enrich their lives. And we don't have all the answers for everyone. You know, it's like just yesterday, I, you know, stopped by the McDonald's to get myself an ice cream cone. Kid, the kid who was who was doing the cashier was a linebacker. Like you know, if I saw him on the field, I mm -hmm. key on this man and make sure he stayed away from the play. But he said he doesn't want to play sports. He's working, you know. And mm -hmm. I said, "Are you going to college?" He says, "No, I don't want to go to college." He said, "I'm gonna be a plumber." And I said, "Young man, stay the course. Mm -hmm. You have it figured out." To be a plumber, it costs much less than to get a college education. And you make just as much, if not more, mm -hmm. than the, with the college education because you don't owe debt. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he said, thank you. And I went on with my ice cream cone. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you see somebody, you see something in somebody and it may not, you know, you may be inaccurate, you know, when you see somebody who's six foot six and assume that they're a basketball player, you know, Reverend Dr. Leon Sullivan, from what I've heard was six foot seven. Yes. Yes. And obviously he wasn't playing basketball, but he was mm-hmm. playing a very, very serious game of uh, economic empowerment or for the planet. Mm-hmm. to enrich our people's mm-hmm. lives and mm-hmm. i think that this is uh it's appropriate that i'm here it is uh it is a large responsibility and uh i think my path has brought me to this for a reason and uh i fully intend to uh make good on on mr sullivan's legacy and, and you know, you know, Seth. Just so share again the how the your telephone number, and just to help people respect and and appreciate the fact that you're sharing your personal number, so it's not going to get lost in the, lost oh, in the yeah. mix. I mean, I, I don't change my number. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but here in the office, the number is three two zero three three eight nine three three two one. If you want more information about uh, our CNA and phlebotomy programs, and we also combine the two, so you know, those folks actually uh, enter the uh, workshop, the workforce, um, and can ask for a little bit more money than uh, someone who has uh, one or the other. Um, so that's, a, you know, great opportunities that we have. We partner with uh, Harvard Review Phlebotomy School in West Haven because we mm-hmm. are a greater organization and we, are, we aim to expand. So I also want to, you know, Put it out there for other organizations providing enrichment and job readiness programs, particularly around the green jobs and advanced mm-hmm. manufacturing initiatives, to call us as well. You know, mm-hmm. we truly want to engage in dialogue with you, and uh, and and you know, I also want to would love to further the local unions. You know, carpenters mm-hmm. union, the plumbers union. You know, for that young man at McDonald's, you're going to be seeing him soon. Mm-hmm. And be ready. He wants an apprenticeship. You know, everybody, you know, has to go through those, uh, go through those, um, those uh, phases in order to, you know, get to the point of being, you know, quote unquote, their own bosses and creating their own companies. Because, um, you know, the path to toward economic uh, prominence is, and often, oftentimes, ownership through mm-hmm. capitalist, uh, you know, mm-hmm. view. So. Yeah, I mean, um, but my my personal cell phone, you know, is also 203-687-1742. Um, you know, the offices are open part-time right now. That's why I offer up my cell phone, because I may not be in the office. Um, so please, they can feel free to call me on my cell phone. Um, so, uh, yes. All right, 33 Valley Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, right For people who are familiar with uh, New Haven and the West Rock area, it is uh, right next to the old... Um, West Hills or Stream Academy building, uh, which is uh, presently uh, unused. Um, but we are, you know, we are here and we will be here in the in the foreseeable future until we, uh, you know, establish a, a larger footing, which is, is what I anticipate us, you know, in the next, uh, you know, two to three years. And as you approach, you'll, you'll see, the, see the substation there. Um, Seth, talk about a little bit. You referenced the economic conditions, and I, I, I'll watch uh, Bloomberg and read Fortune, uh, 
magazine and, and other economic journals. And it seems that from the beginning of time, there's been a discussion about economics. My mind goes to the, if you just think of Marion and Joseph kind of paying taxes, that was an, an economic decision they had they had to make and, and journey. So taxation, economics, money has been with us in terms of our social discourse for some time. But um, when, you, when you reference your, your economic outlook and people are hearing about this debt ceiling crisis and Google laying off people or Amazon laying off people, it seems to me that at, at every moment in history, there's gonna be some that can profit and some that are uh, profits will kind of surmount the, the people priorities. And you've kind of articulated this before, but I wanted to give you a chance to kind of restate it again about why OIC is so important, even beyond just the, the bootstrapping. But again, if you, you got if you don't even have shoes, it's good to have shoes first. So just uh, how, how OIC, and, and this re reflects on Reverend Sullivan's passionate demonstration that we have to participate in the in the global economic system with his trips to Africa and taking people over there and, and bit creating businesses over there. Uh, but I would just want to give you a chance to kind of re restate again or, or reshare why the that this OIC injection in, in terms of our consciousness is so important at this point at this point in time. Thank you for that question, Tom. The um... So, I mean, it's, it's difficult to explain economics in like, you know, one failed swoop, but um, I think, you know, I, I'm an international studies major. That was my major in college. And I actually focused on uh, China mm -hmm. in particular, um, well before it was fashionable. Mm. Um, and folks didn't understand why. But I think black and brown people, uh, you know, living in America are very aware that we are the number one and quite possibly two consumers in this country. We spend the most money and we spend the most money that doesn't stay in our communities and rotate. Um, I believe they said like one to two times or something is, is the average in a black or brown community. And uh, we don't have an economic base that's defined and that sustains us, particularly when we're dealing with things like the public health crisis, which is you know still mm. a us. Mm. Um, so we we um, we learned a great deal over the last couple of years, you know, dealing with uh, you know the one you know, the most uh, the most debilitating and yes. uh, dangerous public health crisis of since for a hundred years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the one thing that i thought about during you know was that march 12th march 13th 2020 uh was which businesses will be open for us to get what we need mm. and will we have enough money to get what we need mm. and i thought my brain went straight to the grocery store mm. so in the event that the grocery store is closed, what do we eat? Mm. Do we still know how to mm. sow a seed and fertilize and grow? And then if you do that, you still got to wait till harvest time to truly <laughs> right. anything right. from right. it. So, you know, those things, the cannings and the, you know, th those things that were commonplace for, you know, yes. grandparents' generation and their parents' generation are now 
you know, forgotten. Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. are the types of things that we can collaborate. Like I mentioned, the shack is growing food behind us, right behind yes. us. Yes. You know, eight feet from my back there is a seed in the ground growing. Mm. Uh, that education has to be shared. You know, I fully, you know, intend upon, you know, doing outreach to gather New Haven mm -hmm. um, to, you know, gain a better presence in our public garden. So we are yes. you know, smoking that food from farm to plate. And because from, from from farm to plate, when you're talking about those those particular spaces, you're talking, you know, 200 feet mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. from where I know it is to, you know, being able to, you know, feed my family. And I think that's truly, excuse me, at its at the essence, uh superbly important. Yes. Uh, and you know, just knowing that economically. There may not be a parachute. There may not be, you know, uh, 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 an increase in WIC vouchers or, you know, opportunity to get, you know, some money from the government. Because we we all experienced what it was like to have our mm -hmm. children at home 24-7 mm -hmm. and how you can't keep the fridge filled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baseline. So, you know, really um, empowering folks to understand that level of engagement and community and connection to the earth and the soil, because, you know, we're moving in a direction where our gas guzzler V8 vehicles are going to be illegal. Mm. You know, mm. it's like what we do to prepare for that. So it's mm -hmm. like forecasting mm -hmm. what, what is the job market? What are the trends? Uh, you know, we have, you know, former Alder Steve Winters now our sustainability uh czar for the city of new haven for lack of yes. a better term but we we fully intend on reaching out to him and seeing what what are those pathways that are being supported locally statewide nationally internationally Good. where it was uniquely positioned halfway between boston and new york to serve as a leader mm -hmm. these initiatives and mm -hmm. fully intend to tap into the oic's i mean new london i'm, I'm Looking forward to speaking with Nikisha because I know for a fact. I mean, years ago when we when we were talking, when I was on the campaign trail, we spoke about sustainability and putting um, uh, wind turbines uh, in New Haven Sound. You know, yes. and it's my still my my brain says if this power grid fails, we're and our water treatment facility is running on uh, gasoline. You know, if it's eventually going to run out. And we're going to need to harness some sort of sustainable energy source just to maintain potable water, or we'll be mm -hmm. having a conversation like Jackson, or Jackson, Mississippi, or Flint, Michigan. It's like, mm -hmm. now is the time for us to truly think along these lines, prepare our workforce to be the people to not only remedy these situations locally and statewide, but also internationally. Yes, 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 yes. It's definitely one clue. You know, I'm glad you mentioned Steve. Steve's name. I saw Steve Winter last night. There was a, a the new new uh, alder here in Ward 28, and we had a city and environmental services subcommittee meeting. And Steve was outside City Hall. And then he eventually came in and presented. Uh, and you mentioned that the, the, the gather folks. Um, they also presented last night. Uh, they're going to have an event in the fall. But yeah, there, there are a lot of good movements. In fact, I mentioned to Steve that I want to have him on the show every two, every two months, given the, the imperative importance of 
of this this green revolution uh which 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 leads me you you spent some time also in terms of the many hats i see your one head but it seems to me you got a few hats that you wear i'm not sure how you wear them all <laughs> at the same time but but your but your your L, share a little bit about the importance of of uh being involved with the with, with the political system be it on a commissioner your your chair of the lci uh commission or whether it's just being involved with your ward committee or whether it's just being involved with voting or even particularly just being involved with this upcoming campaign for mayor. So my my grandfather, uh, may he rest in peace, passed away in 2017, Ezekiel Zafret Sr. said to me at a very young age, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm -hmm. So if you don't speak up, no one knows you're hungry. So you just might go on being hungry. Um, had a colleague at Planned Parenthood who said, if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu. Mm. And when I combine in my mind those two sayings from my, grand, my grandfather and the executive director at the Planned Parenthood of Southern New England, um, it's like you don't have a choice mm. but to be involved because you're going to get hungry mm. and no one wants to be at the bottom of the food chain and how do we empower our people um you know most poignantly poor people mm -hmm. to step into that role and responsibility and to engage politically to you know actively vote that is the beginning that is the opening to uh you know empowerment and you know flexing any power um you know we were beneficial right now to see uh, all this transportation money going into brand new sidewalks for our whole city mm -hmm. but for the last three decades of my coherent existence and uh, political engagement i noticed that the sidewalks are always new where the higher voting turnout is. Mm -hmm. And there we have communities which are, you know, uh, you know, quote unquote poorer, where they don't get the things that they want because politicians don't have and don't have to answer to you if you're no threat to them. Mm -hmm or you don't support them in any way. So it's it's one hand washes the other, both hands wash the face. That is my own saying. <laughs> and, <laughs> good, and good, we have good. To, you know, save, not only save face, but present ourselves uh, in a way that is, you know, admirable, organized, and, um, you know, solution oriented. Mm -hmm. And the only way you get that is through numbers, you know, say so we have to organize, we have to come together, we have to agree to what the destination is and agree how we get there. So then we can begin to execute. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we are our own greatest hope. Mm -hmm. so, you know, no one's coming to save us. So first thing we have to do is talk to one another, we have to put our money where our mouth is, we have to move our feet and, and, uh, in the same direction and um and truly work towards a better tomorrow for ourselves and our families and, and uh seth we have about three two two more minutes share the share again the number if you would 
The number is here at the uh, Greater New Haven Opportunities Industrialization Center, uh, or OIC, is 203-389-3321. And we look forward to hearing from you. Just before I give you the last word, uh, share a little bit of how, whether it's important or not, for, as I say, as you're being chair of the Livable Cities Initiative and uh, Arlevia uh, uh, is the executive yeah. the director, and then she works with Mike Piscatelli in economic development. How important is it for people to kind of look at the, the uh, joining a, a commission, becoming a commissioner or joining any of these, these commissions? Is it kind of a, a lackadaisical involvement or is there something that really has impact? It's extremely important, you know, um, because you want to have a say in that particular aspect of life. You know, it's like one thing that I've seen recently in the news and it's very popular, um, you know, point of contention on the campaign trail is the existence and or the expansion of Tweed Airport. Mm -hmm. you, know? Um, you know, there's the. Was it the I believe it's like the Long Island Sound Commission or something. Um, or the, the yeah, wetlands wet, wet and yeah, it's like you know, folks who are concerned about you know the quality of life of people and animals as well. You know, it's like there's a commission uh, that touches on something that means some that means something to each individual, and you don't have to be you know retired to be a part of a commission. You don't you yeah. know, it's like we really need an injection of new ideas, new perspectives fresh perspectives. So, you know, I implore those young people who uh, are benefiting from uh, the, the New Haven promise when you come home and you're actively employed and getting your footing as a young adult, please don't hes hesitate to become uh, active and uh, get involved in local politics. I know, you know, it's not the most desirable location, but is it is where uh, decisions are made and uh, policy is changed and uh, things are improved upon. Indeed, indeed. We have about th 30 more seconds. Seth, I wanna give you the last word and then Harry will play the music and that's the cue that we, we're not gonna be, we won't be heard anymore, but, but he's allowed us to be heard for 55 minutes. So we can't, can't, can't despair, but I wanna give you the last word. I wanna thank uh, both you, Tom Ficklin, for having me on the show. Uh, definitely Harry for being the sound man. Uh, I did the same thing in college. I, I know it well. Uh, and uh, definitely want to, you know, point people to, you know, reach out to the OIC. We are here and uh, OIC week, uh, the June 5th through the 9th, please uh, be aware of, share far and wide all that we uh, have to offer and, uh, and, and, sh and put out during uh, OIC week. And uh, excellent, 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 excellent. Seth, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions. Looking at devoiding myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains, haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version. Whoa. I'm never gonna give up, give up. Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah. Cause this is my road. Let's camera action, I'm ready to go. I'm never gonna give up, give up. Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up.